Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Magazine and sponsored by Steer. Broadcasting today from Agreco Studios. Agreco, powering the Permian. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, standing in this week for Kim Bellotto, who's busy here today at the fourth annual State of Energy Luncheon. We're at the Port of Corpus Christi in the beautiful Solomon P. Ortiz Center. This show is sold out today, and it's sponsored by Black Mountain Oil and Gas, IBC Bank, the South Texas Energy and Economic Roundtable, the Port of Corpus Christi, MMR Group, Gulf Coast Growth Ventures, Marathon Oil, Shale Magazine, our Area Chambers of Commerce, and the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation, Sitco, Oilfield Experts, the Women's Energy Network of South Texas, and Suncoast Resources. This is a sold-out venue today, and it's full of oil and gas professionals, elected officials, and many more. And we're going to walk around and talk to some very distinguished guests in the audience today, and we're going to catch up with a few of those folks right now. I'd like to welcome to the show Sean Strawbridge, the CEO for the Port of Corpus Christi. Sean, welcome to In the Oil Patch. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, let's talk a little bit about State of Energy. Now, the Port of Corpus Christi, we're a year out now from Hurricane Harvey. Um, there was a lot of economic development going on prior to Hurricane Harvey. We're seeing giant leaps in the amount of oil that we're exporting. Give us kind of a snapshot as to what's going on in Corpus Christi and with the port. Well, since Harvey, we have rebounded significantly. And I think it is testament to the resiliency of the people of the Coastal Bend, certainly the infrastructure that the port has put in place, as well as uh, our customers, many of the energy companies. Uh, so we, are, we were one of the first... Uh, energy centers to be back online after Harvey and we've never looked back. So while it was a traumatic experience uh, for all of us, uh, we, we have bounced back better than ever. What's on tap for the future for the port? Uh, uh, Ryan Sinton mentioned the other day that for the first time in history, exports have, have outnumbered imports for oil for the state of Texas and for the country. That's right. The United States leads the world in energy production now. And uh, I was at the World Gas Conference uh, a couple months ago in D.C. It was the first time that conference was held uh, in Washington, D.C. in 30 years. And I listened to uh, uh, Secretary Perry uh, speak about abundance and our good fortune of having the abundance of energy uh, in this country and certainly in the great state of Texas. So when you look at where we're going as a net energy producer and a net exporter of energy, Corpus Christi is right at the tip of the spear. We're at the apex of this energy renaissance. So it's really an exciting time for us here uh, in the Coastal Bend, certainly the great state of Texas and the nation. One last question, Sean. This is the State of Energy Conference, and in your opinion, as the CEO for the Port of Corpus Christi, in your opinion, what is the state of energy for the state of Texas right now? Well, as I said, abundance is key. And how we have we achieved that abundance? It's through innovation. You know, Americans are all about not being satisfied with the status quo. It's about doing better. And that's what the energy industry, industry has done. We've been able to produce more oil and gas from same wells with technology and innovation. And that is going to continue as we lead the world 
in innovation. So we're excited to be uh, a part of that here at the Port of Corpus Christi, and we're going to continue to do our part to continue to invest in the infrastructure needed to move that energy to those markets that need it the most. Sean Strawbridge, CEO, Port of Corpus Christi. Hey, thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show today. Uh, it's a real pleasure. Thank you. We just spoke with Sean Strawbridge, the CEO of the Port of Corpus Christi. We've got with us now Ken Trevino. Ken, you're the president and CEO of Workforce Solutions of the Coastal Bend. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Now, Ken, what, uh, this is the State of Energy Conference. Um, how does Workforce Solutions have an impact on, on the state of the energy industry for this region? So for us, uh, we're helping employers find qualified job seekers. We're helping uh, people who are looking for work get qualified for the jobs that are available in our local labor market. So those are the two big buckets that we're filling. So for the state of the energy, we're helping uh, energy companies uh, find uh, qualified employees to fill the many jobs that they have in this region. Now I want to expand on that just a little bit. Uh, we went through a, a boom period a few years ago, and then, you know, they say a bust period, kind of a downturn in the industry, and then we suffered a major hurricane here a year ago. How has that affected the, uh, the availability of qualified job seekers in the region? Well, the good news is we have uh, almost 6,000 jobs in this local labor market going unfilled. That's also part of the uh, challenge for us and the opportunity. So. A lot of jobs are going unfilled because we need to get people into the right type of training to fill these uh, jobs for all the employers that, are, uh, that have this demand. And with a growing economy, it becomes increasingly important. Uh, with the hurricane, we had a lot of people move out of the community that probably will not come back. Uh, so those jobs are also going unfilled. But we also had a lot of small businesses uh, that uh, won't fill those jobs anyway because uh, they're out of business or their businesses are still just getting back up on board. Uh, with uh, the downturn in oil and gas, we help those people find other jobs or get into different types of training. But now we're seeing a lot of companies, and I was just told uh, this week that Halliburton posted 200 jobs with us uh, just this past week. So uh, that uptick, those are signs of the economy picking back up in the western counties of uh, the Coastal Bend region. What does it take to, to attract qualified individuals to this area? Well, money talks first of all, uh, and we know that the uh, energy field pays really well. Uh, so we supply that labor market intelligence. We're doing a lot of work in the high schools right now, uh, letting uh, young men and women know that there are lots of jobs available that pay great wages if they just get into the right type of training. Ken, if somebody wants more information about your company, how do they get in touch with you? Well, they can uh, go to Workforce Solutions at the Coastal Bend website. WorkforceSolutionsCB.org uh, is the best way to get in touch with us. We have uh, a number of career counselors available. Uh, my email address is on there. They can email me direct, and I'll get them to the right spot. Ken Trevino, President and CEO of Workforce Solutions of the Coastal Bend. Your website is WorkforceSolutionsCB for CoastalBend.org. Ken, thanks for joining us on In the Oil Patch. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And I have caught up with Dr. Tom Tunstall. You are the Senior Research Director for the University of Texas at San Antonio Center for Economic Development. I can't believe I got that out of my mouth. Dr. Tunstall, welcome back to In the Oil Patch. Thanks, Alvin. I appreciate it. Uh, what do you predict we're going to hear today from the panel here at the, uh, the State of Energy? Well, there's just a lot going on. I mean, uh, it's, it's nice to see uh, the price of oil stabilize for an extended period of time. Uh, there's a lot of rig activity both in the Eagleford uh, as well as uh, West Texas and, and of course that uh, benefits the Port of Corpus Christi. 
uh, you know, lots of export uh, activity, but also uh, you know manufacturing projects going up. Uh, there's just just a lot going on here. Now I've asked uh, a couple other guests today. How how do you think the hurricane has impacted the uh, economic development in the region over the last year, and what do you foresee over the next two or three years down here? Yeah, ironically, you know, and this is one of my knocks on on GDP or the use of gross domestic product as as an indicator, but it's it it certainly has value. But you know, there's so much rebuilding going on associated with the hurricane, particularly in the Houston area. Uh, it's uh, you know, I guess the good news is if you're in construction, you can find work, and it's certainly constraining those resources. But uh, you know, a lot of it is is you know, really be trying to get things back to the way they were. You know, hopefully, I guess somewhat better in terms of the rebuilding, uh, but that's going to be a, a strain for perhaps as long as 10 years on um, on the workforce. It's uh, you know, it's a boost to GDP, but again, it, in, in a lot of that activity, construction activity is just getting us back to where we were before the hurricane. Exports currently are outpacing imports uh, here in the state of Texas and here and nationally. Uh, do you see that continuing? I think so, especially once uh, we get that pipeline capacity from uh, the Permian uh, down either into uh, Mexico or to uh, to the Gulf Coast. Uh, there's you know there's so much production. That's one of the reasons uh, West Texas intermediate prices for oil are are depressed, and uh, you know we just we're, we're producing so much we can't get it all to market, which is I guess is a nice problem to have. Absolutely, Dr. Tunstall, thank you so much for joining me today. Any other thoughts on the, the current state of energy for the state of Texas? The good news with regard to, uh, you know, this ledge session is that, uh, you know, unlike last time, um, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of severance taxes going into the, uh, the rainy day fund, and, and uh, uh, some of that will be available for the budget. So uh, hopefully this, uh, this, this next budget discussion at the ledge session will be a, a, a little easier to deal with than it was last time. Dr. Thomas Tunstall, the Senior Research Director for the University of Texas at San Antonio Center for Economic Development. You're listening to In the Oil Patch, and we'll be right back. In the Oil Patch Radio Show is proud to bring you this week's Energy Minute, produced by shalemag.com. Here's Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your current industry update. This is Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your Energy Minute. Gasoline prices have had an abnormally calm summer. Annually, prices at the pump tend to swell in the summer months, boosted by increases in driving during the summertime. This Labor Day weekend, motorists will be looking at a U.S. national average of $2.85, virtually the same as we saw in mid-June. While this stability is not entirely unusual, the consistency throughout the season is. In the past three months, national average gasoline prices have only spanned 13 cents from high to low, primarily due to stable oil prices as global oil supply and demand have spent much of the summer in close balance. WTI closed up 55 cents yesterday to end at $70.25 per barrel. This is Ryan Sitton and that's your Energy Minute. Listen to In the Oil Patch Radio and keep up with the oil and gas industry online at shalemag.com. From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800 231 8198. Again, that number is 800 231 8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. 
The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. Oilfield experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey here with former chairman of the Texas Railroad Commission, David Porter. Hey, welcome back to the show, David. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's been a while, but it's always good to be back on In the Oil Patch. Now, now tell everybody, what is uh, David Porter been up to for the last year or so? Just working. I've got a small production company that I own that I'm trying to buy some oil and gas interest in, been working on that, doing some consulting for oil and gas companies and a little bit of CPA work and some nonprofit boards. I've been real busy. A lot on your plate. Now, I, I know that you've kept your, your thumb on the pulse of the industry over the over the last, gosh, however many decades. What, what do you see today here at the State of Energy Lunch and what are your predictions for what the panel is going to talk about? Well, I think a lot, especially since we're in Corpus Christi, a lot's going to be talked about uh, exports and all the oil and gas that's going out through the port of Corpus Christi. Uh, Chenier's getting ready very short period of time, two or three months. They're going to start exporting LNG from here. And so I think that's exciting times for the Texas energy industry. As railroad commissioner, you were one of the guys that, that helped to get the export ban lifted off of U.S. oil. And uh, I heard Ryan Sinton talk the other day about, you know, for the first time in history, exports are outpacing imports for oil. Uh, what do you see happening over the next five years? Is that going to continue, or, or are we going to become energy independent? I know that's a big question to ask, but uh, elaborate on that just a minute. I, I think there's a good opportunity to become energy independent. It depends on how you want to define energy independence. If you're talking strictly oil, we probably won't get there in the next three to five years. If you talk about oil, natural gas, and everything, I think there's a very good opportunity that we will actually meet energy independence. And to the extent that our production keeps increasing and we stop importing a like amount of oil, like the Permian Basin's increased a couple of million barrels a day, and there's talk that it'll increase another couple of billion or million barrels a day of production. So if, if that happens, that's going to cut a lot of um, 
the balance of trade deficit out of the U.S. economy by producing oil here instead of importing it from overseas. You coined the phrase, regulatory framework matters. And we've used that so many times on the show. What do you see as far regulatory obstacles that the industry is going to have to overcome in order to be able to move oil from the Permian to the port or from the Eagle Ford to the port? It's really not so much a regulatory obstacle. It's a matter of having the money and just having the time and the people to build the pipelines to get the, get the product moved. That, that's where the bottleneck is right now. It just production's increasing faster than takeaway capacity is increasing. The regulatory problem that I see that could most directly affect it over the next few years is if they make some drastic changes to eminent domain rules in Texas as far as building pipelines. That could impact that significantly. David Porter, former chairman of the Texas Railroad Commission. Thanks for joining us, David. Uh, it's great to talk to you again, and, and we hope to have you again here on In the Oil Patch uh, soon. I appreciate it. It's good to talk to you again. You're listening to In the Oil Patch, and we'll be right back. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side -side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source Side-by-Side -side Owner Study. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey here with Ian Vasey. You're the president and CEO of the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation. Uh, big day today. State of Energy here in Corpus Christi, the beautiful Solomon P. Ortiz Center. Talk about State of Energy and how it affects or how Corpus Christi is affecting the State of Energy today. Let me tell you, Alvin, this is a really, really good day for Corpus Christi and the energy industry. We've got 500-plus leaders of the energy sector coming to get together, share ideas, and talk about what's going on in the future. You know, the last six, seven years, we've had $50 billion worth of investment in our area, almost all in the energy sector. It's all to do with uh, with, with the, the, the product coming out of the ground through the Permian Basin, through the Eagleford, and coming here to Corpus Christi for shipping out to the world. We are a world-scale player in the energy sector. What do you think Corpus is going to look like five years from now? You know, we're already talking to companies that are, you know, I had a conversation with a company last week that said, yeah, we're going to add another 1,200 employees. So think about that. Think about the scale of the development deals. You know, looking backwards, $50 billion worth of deals, five years from now, I wouldn't be shocked if we had another 25 to $30 billion worth of deals. Think about what that's doing to the tax base. The jobs are being added, and they're all high-paying jobs. 
Corpus is growing by leaps and bounds. How do you attract the qualified workforce to Corpus Christi? You know, that's one of the one of the key issues in every economic development deal. We get asked about labor availability. We're going to have to be bringing folks in. We're going to be doubling the size of our process technology program at Del Mar College. Our group is is involved in putting another two point four million dollars right now into that. Um, we're going to have to get workers coming from the Midwest and coming down here, and then we're also going to have to be doing some real serious growth management. We're going to have to be building a lot more houses and getting a lot more folks trained and upskilled to do the jobs we need. Last question. We're a year out from Hurricane Harvey. How has Corpus rebounded? From, from from rebuilding? You know, it's been a little uneven. So within the, the heart of Corpus and San Patricio County, it's come back very quickly. It's almost like we haven't missed a beat. But I will tell you that there are homes and, uh, and areas on the coastal towns, the beach towns, which still are struggling. FEMA really hasn't done a good job. They ha- and, and the insurance industry really hasn't done a good job of, of repaying those folks for the, for the damage. There's still a lot of outstanding claims. And I mean, it's been a very disappointing uh, uh, response from from some of the folks in those beach towns. So we've got a lot a lot of rebuilding left to do in those communities. But the heart of our community, the 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 industrial community, the the energy sector has come back and is growing faster than we've ever seen. Ian Vasey, thank you so much for joining me. It's a new day for Corpus. Thank you very much. And look at all those folks here. I'm telling you, you can feel the excitement in this room. Thank you, Ian. Uh, this you're listening to in the oil patch. We'll be right back. Hi. I'm Kim Pilato, host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show and president of Future of the Region South Texas. And I'd like to encourage you to join me on September 12th through the 14th at the Texas A&M International University in Laredo, Texas at the Student Center, where we will be discussing some of the most important regional topics for South Texas. Please visit futureregionstx.org. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. Taking the stage right now is newly elected U.S. Congressman Michael Cloud. He was recently elected in a special election, and he's taking the stage now to tell his story. I am grateful and honored to be here today, thankful for the work that you do. Yes, I am the newest member of the United States Congress, and having been sworn in on July 10th, uh, about seven weeks ago, it's a great honor for me to serve with you and the people who call our part of Texas home. As I've traveled the 13 county district, listening to the thoughts, the ideas, the frustrations, and the solutions of my fellow Texans, yet wherever I go, there's a common refrain everywhere, and that is that God bless Texas. We are truly blessed to live in this area. The oil and gas industry is a main stitch in the fabric of our nation. It's an essential driver to our national success for over the past 150 years. You all have made that possible. Legend has it that when Edwin Drake approached associates in drilling the first oil well, they told him he was crazy. Drilling into the ground to find oil, that was inconceivable. Thankfully, drilling into the ground was a great success, and we're fortunate that Edwin Drake was crazy because when he hit oil in 1859, it revolutionized all the industries in the United States. Fifty years after Drake hit oil, the epitaph of the oil and gas industry was written in an October 1919 edition of the oil and gas, pronouncing that oil from the United States will continue to occupy a less and less dominant position. Thankfully, this prediction missed the mark, and in reality, 
For the next 100 years, the oil and gas industry charted a very different path, and today is very much alive and well. The beginning of the oil and gas industry coincided with exponential economic growth and a massive reduction in poverty. The American oil and gas industry even defended freedom around the world. It was said in World War II that the Allies floated to victory on a sea of oil. Today, the U.S. energy production is driving our economy forward. In 2015 alone, oil and gas supported 10.3 million jobs and contributed more than 1.3 trillion to the United States economy. Research shows that for every direct natural gas and oil job, an additional 2.7 jobs are supported elsewhere in our economy. That's truck drivers, restaurant workers, gas station employees, these jobs that sustain American workers and families. Thanks in a large part to what you do, unemployment in Texas remains at near record lows, and the oil and gas industry continues to provide good jobs that pay significantly more than the average American salary. I'm sure you know that Texas, if Texas were its own country, we would produce more crude than all but five countries in the world and this year we very well may move up to number four. So let's rewind the clock back to 1973 because it hasn't always been that way. Back when uh, bell bottoms and polyester remained supreme. Uh, I, I know a few of you out there that's have some flashbacks. But that was also the year that the OPEC oil embargo went into place. The U.S. was prohibited from exporting oil to other countries except for oil shipped to our Canadian neighbor. For four decades afterward, U.S. oil production declined in the face of growing consumption. Production picked up between 2010 and 2014, but that ban remained. U.S. shale production had supplanted nearly all foreign imports of light sweet crude in the Pad 3 through 2015, and shale plays exceeded domestic demand, leading us to rising oil inventories. So the stage was set, and the ban was lifted at the end of 2015, and now we are living times. This has been a great victory for our economy, our national security, and our trade balance. In 2016, the U.S. exported oil to nearly 30 countries. In 2017, monthly exports exceeded 1 million barrels per day. This month, Texas set another milestone, exporting more oil than it had imported. This is exactly what happens when Washington gets out of the way of American innovation and determination and you apply a little old-fashioned Texas elbow grease. First, we can be satisfied in knowing many of the solutions lie with us here in Texas. To be sure, the path forward will require hard work. Investments in U.S. infrastructure like widening and deepening the ship channel here in Corpus is critically important to expand our export capacity. We are the spigot for crude exports and we need a larger spigot. We're the number one energy exporting port, and we want to keep it that way. We're committed to growing our crude and natural gas exports. Our port commission here is stepping up to meet those challenges, securing the resources we need to expand, and I'm proud to see that private industry, too, is stepping up and investing millions of dollars to push projects over the finish line. I'm a partner with you in this effort, and I'm already working to help secure funding and partnerships to deepen and widen the channel. A strong domestic oil and gas supply not only keeps prices stable for American consumers, but it keeps the lights on for our families and our economy moving forward. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for the invitation to join today. I look forward to serving you and continuing to represent you in Congress. 
God bless you. God bless your efforts. God continue to bless our state and the United States of America. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. We'll be right back. Oil-filled experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil-filled equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. Now we've got Omar Garcia, the president of the South Texas Energy and Economic Roundtable, coming up to introduce our panel. Because these producers are choosing our project, we were one of the first 
uh, behind Cactus One to, to choose Corpus Christi as the destination. Um, there was a lot of reasons they chose this. Uh, we can go into those details if you'd like later, but uh, uh, it aligns the large producing public to, uh, to bring those barrels down to our project. So if they're outpacing their production, if they're an equity partner in this project, they're not going to be uh, diversifying their barrels to different markets such as Houston. Um, they're going to be bringing them to Corpus because they're an equity owner in the, in the project. So it's really good for it's really good for our projects, it's good for the producers, and it's definitely good for the Port of Corpus Christi. Hey, we're here at the as a first priority it's 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 just huge for the whole industry when you really you know, sitting out in the audience thinking about how all of this developed uh, over the past few years because the reality is two and a half years ago it was illegal to export crude oil produced in the United States if, unless you had a permit a special permit from the Department of Commerce and then we were exporting three to four hundred thousand barrels of oil a day based on those permits. And the Obama administration was not inclined to increase those volumes. So think about where we would be uh, if we didn't get that idiotic law repealed in uh, December of uh, 2015. There wouldn't be a boom in the permanent basin. The Eagle Ford rig count might still be sitting 30 instead of 90. channel activity here in Corpus Christi and, and the other ports around the country would be much less because we wouldn't need to export the oil that we are not producing, quite honestly. So public policy, I mean, I'm a public policy walk from way back, uh, just plays an extraordinary role. And, and if we hadn't been able to convince Senator Mikowski to attach that language to an omnibus budget bill in which uh, many of President Obama's priorities were contained, uh, it would have been vetoed as a standalone bill, but we got it attached to that uh, omnibus bill and it got passed. So thank goodness for that. And when you really look at it, uh, the big driver of all this, uh, the other big driver, is the fact that most of our refining capacity, particularly along the Texas and Louisiana Gulf Coast, was built to handle heavy grades of crude coming in from places like Venezuela and Mexico and parts of the Middle East and Canada. Uh, well, out of the Eagle Ford and Permian and these other shale plays around the continental United States, we're producing light sweet crude. And uh, the reality for our refining industry is we're pretty much at capacity in refining light sweet crude right now. So what that means is every incremental barrel of oil that gets produced from this point forward in the United States out of these shale plays is going to have to be exported because there's no refining home for it here in the United States. Absent some new refineries getting built or some massive expansions that aren't currently on the books and are very hard to permit. So it's, it's incredibly important. This board is the key. Honest to goodness, it is just really pretty much the key to the growth of this entire industry 
for the foreseeable future. So thank goodness we have Sean and his uh, fantastic staff doing all this great work down here. And thanks to the four commissioners who are here today for everything you're doing, because it's incredibly important to the industry, to the state of Texas, and to the whole country. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. We'll be right back. From the industry's toughest frack equipment manufacturer comes the latest innovation in frack sand delivery. Introducing Sandforce, the new frack sand delivery system from Dragon. The unique design, double drop gravity fed discharge system is trailer mounted and unloads the standard 25 tons in less than 12 minutes. So go ahead, give yourself an unfair advantage. Put the power of Sandforce to work for you today. Call 800-231-8198. Again, that number is 800-231-8198 or visit dragonsandforce.com. Hi, I'm Kim Pilato, host of In the Oil Patch Radio Show and president of Future of the Region South Texas. And I'd like to encourage you to join me on September 12th through the 14th at the Texas A&M International University in Laredo, Texas at the Student Center, where we will be discussing some of the most important regional topics for South Texas. We encourage you to join us September 12th through the 14th in beautiful Laredo, Texas, at the Texas A&M International University Student Center. To learn more about this amazing organization or to purchase a ticket to attend the event, please visit futureregionstx.org. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. We've got our panel discussion in progress right now, and we're going to join back up. Jeff, you the interesting question from how is that been impacted by the Trump administration's tariffs on imports of steel? This is a fun one. Huh? <laughs> um, well, uh, we made a decision pretty early on to go with uh, as many domestic uh, steel mills and steel as we possibly could. We do have some Canadian exposure uh, with some mills there that we hope uh, with this NAFTA, uh, I guess, U.S.-Mexico agreement that's now came up with uh, between those two countries. We're, we're hoping that the uh, Canadians in the U.S. Uh, can uh, can come to an agreement uh, because the tariffs are a real thing. I mean, it's it's a uh, the steel is a big cost of an of an overall project. Um, uh, I would see that another project had full exposure for great pipe that they bought, um, and so. In all of our contracts that you write with your customers, you're able to, uh, there's change of law uh, language in those contracts. We're able to uh, to pass along those costs, but it makes a project that was uh, competitive, not nearly as competitive when you start uh, layering in all these additional costs. Um, so it's it's a direct impact. We, we feel selfishly that, you know, we're, we're helping U.S. Uh, oil production out of the Permian especially um, and uh, these projects a lot of them were announced uh, prior to these tariffs coming into uh, coming into effect um, a lot of the uh, choices for early on uh, it, it, we, we didn't have a reason to choose these US mills we did luckily um, but we would have been exposed had we chose offshore versus onshore. So um, the hope was that the, the, a lot of these projects that are already been announced and uh, those choices been made would have been grandfathered, but they weren't. Um, so it's it's a real uh, it's a real issue for a lot of these bigger projects. All the stabilizing, price for oil stabilizing. What does that mean for Albert and, and people for jobs? 
Uh, everything the oil and gas industry do does is done with steel. Pipelines are built with steel. Look around the oil and gas refineries here in this port. Uh, pretty much all built with steel. Um, everything, the drilling rigs are mainly fabricated from steel. Heaters, readers, and line heaters, and separators, and compressor stations are all built with steel. Uh, so this industry is, is the most steel-dependent industry probably on the face of the earth. So uh, if those tariffs uh, extend into 2019 and the administration doesn't liberalize uh, the process for, for getting an exception for them, then I think from, from a financial standpoint, uh, you'll see them having a real detrimental impact to, to some of the bigger, bigger companies in particular, well, even smaller companies, bottom lines. Um, other than that, man, I think 2019 is going to be a really good year for this industry. We're going to have strong oil price probably through 2019 and, uh, you know, a, a pretty pretty good, favorable regulatory environment overall. And uh, but those tariffs, man, they're a real wild card. Um, and we just have to hope and pray that the president gets the, the trade deals he wants in place uh, so that he can rescind them soon. Hi, my name's Alvin Bailey. You've been listening to a very special edition of In the Oil Patch. We were live today at the Port of Corpus Christi in the beautiful Solomon P. Ortiz Center for the fourth annual State of Energy Luncheon, brought to you this year by Black Mountain Oil and Gas, IBC Bank, Steer, the Port of Corpus Christi, MMR Group, Gulf Coast Growth Ventures, Marathon Oil, Shale Magazine, our area chambers of commerce, as well as the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation, CITCO, the Women's Energy Network, work of South Texas, Suncoast Resources, and oil-filled experts. This was a sold-out venue with over 400 oil and gas professionals, elected officials, and more here in the beautiful Solomon P. Ortiz Center. This has been the fourth annual State of Energy Luncheon, and you've been listening to it on In the Oil Patch. Be sure and like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash In the Oil Patch, on Twitter at ShaleMag, and watch for the next great event online at shalemag.com. My name's Alvin Bailey, and we'll see you next week on In the Oil Patch. In the Oil Patch is where, together, we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.